0: This retro thing
1: for what it is Nostalgia I goes heavy On those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling While my hair is turning red Hello and welcome to so do we still like this Rob is here for his long awaited episode Yeah and Sam agreed to be here on her own volition Yeah I bet she has mixed thoughts about now Uh, Rob how long have we do I ever do more of an intro no I introduced you guys for you, which I don't typically do. But. Yeah, you usually mm-hmm.
0: have a, a bit of a guess at what episode
1: number it would be, but I feel like that's gone out of the window lately. Yeah, hard. that's gone out of the window because I think this is next week's episode, but I don't actually know for sure. So if you're listening to it, you guys, you all know. You saw. It's in the title. Uh, how long have we been talking about doing... Well, today we're here because little Nikki just turned 20 and... Uh. Oh, by the time you're hearing this, it just turned 20 or is about to turn 20. I don't know. One of them. It's happening around now. And before everyone starts writing their thesis papers on how little Nikki changed the landscape of cinema, we knew we needed to get in on the ground floor and talk about this milestone, this Hollywood milestone that is little Nikki turning 20. I feel like we first mentioned this in 2019, right? That sounds right. Because I think I remember telling you, "Oh no, we're never going to do Little Nicky," and then realizing, "Oh crap, next year's its twentieth anniversary, <laughs> so maybe we are going to do Little Nicky." Uh, Rob, you—you, you, this is you. You did this. Where does your affinity for Little Nicky come from?
0: Um, I took it out from Blockbuster one day, and I watched it, and I thought this is pretty good. Uh, And then I watched it again and was like, this is still good. And then I showed it to people that I knew and they said, yeah, this is pretty good. And then I talked to you about it and you were like, no, I think that's shit. So then we said, (laughs) let's do an episode.
1: (laughs) Which, now that we're saying it out loud, does again go against the entire foundation of this show where I said, no, that's a bad movie. And yet we still watched it anyway. But Someone this- has
2: affinity for it, though, so then it it makes yeah. sense. And yeah, you- and,
1: I, and I was obviously open
0: to this idea that, oh, maybe this is shit. I haven't seen it for a while until this week, so
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I've never seen it, so this has been a treat.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it has. Um, yeah, so me, I saw it, I thought I only saw it once in theaters, but I remembered way too much of it for that to be true. So I must have at least seen it one more time. But I definitely saw it in theaters and remember thinking, "Mm, no, thank you. No, thank you, Adam Sandler. We do get to talk about Adam Sandler, which we haven't been able to do yet. And he's a big figure in the world of cinema. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's everybody's stance on Adam Sandler?
0: So, funnily enough, I think my stance on Adam Sandler is: if I see that he's in a movie, I go, "Ugh, I'm not watching that."
2: And Little <laughs> Nicky is your exception to that rule.
0: <laughs> I think Little Nicky and everything that went before it. I like when I think of the movies that he's in that I that I like. It's probably things from either around that time or before then. Um, I think I've just been avoiding some of the more recent ones. But as I reflect on it, I'm not sure why.
2: <laughs> mm my Adam like so I wasn't super into Adam Sandler from SNL because I didn't watch SNL when he was big so I feel like I missed the boat a little bit on some of his character work and I just like don't have the affinity that other people have for it because of their love of SNL and his role on SNL so for me like I don't hate Adam Sandler I re- there's some SNL characters that I'm like just just the fact that you were on SNL Hollywood lets you do things that I imagine would just be like wouldn't even get you in the door for a meeting if you didn't have the SNL theme um for example Little Mickey like if a random pitch this movie I don't know that it ever would have been made whereas Adam Sandler had a little bit more clout and following that you knew you'd get people in this in the theaters to see it
1: yeah i think what happened there and i i'm speculating is that he was coming off of the water boy which small budget (laughs) made crazy money big daddy small budget crazy money so i feel like because big daddy costs about 35 million and it made 160 million worldwide so i feel like they went to them and went okay what do you want to do Like you make us a lot of money. What do you want to do? And he said, give me eighty five million dollars to make this angel hell comedy. And they went, I mean, we're doing pretty well. Let's stay on the Sandler train. And then picture you're a you're a Fox. I think this was released by Fox studio executive and you just gave Adam Sandler eighty five million dollars to do a comedy. And you sit down and you're like, all right, let's get our first look at the footage of of our big comedic investment. And then Adam Sandler opens his mouth and starts going, well, gosh, I don't know if I want to go do that. Imagine how terrified they must have felt in that moment. (laughs) So that's where I want to come
0: in on, on what you've both been saying here. I don't think that at its core this is a bad idea for a movie. And I think that somebody could pitch this without necessarily being well known. And the concept could potentially be carried. I don't know that if I get Adam Sandler in a room and he's doing that voice at me as part of the pitch, I I would maybe feel less inclined to go with it. Uh, That's not a comment on how I feel about it in the movie, but I would be more surprised if the movie was made on the back of that voice and, and that presentation.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sticking with that voice was a surprise that they just started shooting and he said, I have an idea for the character because it only plays into the plot with that one line, really, where he explains it in a way that is clear he's explaining it to the audience because he tells a character who would already know the situation, you know, oh, ever since Cassius hit me in the face with a shovel. That's my little Nicky. It's not
2: bad. It's, it's actually it's pretty good. good, good. Little, yeah. yeah. yeah well done. I would say
1: top, top five of your impressions of anything on this show. That's pretty good, Ooh. considering I've only done like four. So. That's not true at all. No,
2: that's not true. I think it's
1: like British dude and...
0: Oh, I see what you mean. You've applied s- several base impressions to many, many different situations. Yeah, I
1: just basically I do you and Little Nikki And Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and Eddie Vedder. Oh, I'm so good at Eddie Vedder. <laughs> little Nicky, <violin. laughs> It's pretty much spot on. People are confused now. Um, oh, I guess I didn't say my Adam Sandler thoughts kind of mirror Rob's. I feel like looking at his filmography there's pretty much the pre-Little Nicky era And then this movie seems to represent a bit of a shift. After this, he made Mr. Deeds, which I kind of don't mind. Mm. But then you can really start to see... After Mr. Deeds, Eight Crazy Nights. A cameo in The Hot Chick. Anger Management. Actually, Fifty First Days isn't bad. But it's mostly around 2007. It's boo! And then, yes, I'm kind of at the, oh, no, an Adam Sandler movie. Although Mm. we did watch Hubie Halloween and had the same reaction that I would have had to Little Nicky if I hadn't had to watch it where as soon as Adam Sandler opens his mouth and it's like well hello there I'm going to go do you you're like nope we are turning this movie off right now and we did but then I kept reading people on the internet saying oh Hubie Halloween I was surprised by how good it was so we decided to power through and same with Little Nicky it just I don't know eventually you just kind of Stockholm Syndrome the situation and get used to it I would
0: say that you get used to it. I would not use the term Stockholm Syndrome here, but yeah, I guess we'll get
1: there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's not as bad in Hubie as when he first in Little Nicky reveals, by the way, strap in, I'm going to talk like this the whole time. His speech impediment gets fixed in the in the end credits and we never actually yeah. get to hear him say normal words, but well, rather uh, than criticizing the way that they approach this, how about pitching the movie with a
0: with a just a plot? Give us the give us the overview of what this movie is supposed to be.
1: So, Adam Sandler is one of three sons of the devil. And the devil is played by Harvey Keitel. And he is set to announce who's going to take over the the throne of hell because he's been ruling for 10,000 years. And he decides I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep ruling for ten thousand years. And his sons, t- t- Tiny Lister Junior, our second Tiny Lister Junior movie on this podcast, or is it? Is that his name?
0: Uh, tiny. Uh, yeah, I think he goes by Tiny Lister. I think
1: his name is actually like Tom Lister Junior. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our second cinematic adventure with Mister Lister on this podcast. Uh, Who's the first? No holds barred. He gets to speak a lot more in this one, which is nice. But uh, he's and, nowhere near as prominent a role in the actual movie. No, he goes away pretty quick, uh, and I'm never going to be able to say his name. Reese Affons. Reese Ifans. I think Rhys it's Ifans. Finesse. Yeah, is the other son. I forget Cassius's Lister. I forget the other one's name. I should Adrian. know it. They say it a lot. Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they are both. Very much representative of the son of the devil Because they're both dicks And they figure one of us is going to rightfully get the throne It's never going to be Nikki Because Nikki's the nice kid And the devil's decision is Nope, it's none of you, I'm going to keep ruling So they get pissed off and decide Well, you know what, we're going to leave hell Which they seem to have not accounted That someone might one day want to do that And we're going to go up to earth And we're going to create our own hell on earth So, god, it's a strangely convoluted plot So they leave hell, which freezes the fire gates that allow souls to get in through hell. And as a result, the devil doesn't get power and immediately just starts f- literally falling apart, which is probably where 20 million of this $85 million budget went. <laughs> the Harvey Keitel and pieces effects. So Nikki has to go, because he's the only one who can survive up there because he's got devil blood in him. Has to take a magical flask Get them both to drink from it To trap them in the flask Because they, they left at the same time They have to come back at the same time And this See I don't ex- feel like these
0: bits are part of the pitch But I'll let you carry on
1: Because <laughs> I'm trying to There's a lot to establish for this 82 minute movie And at least no, but two of those minutes are devoted to Letting me lay it out Here's your challenge drink them they have the drink from the flask trap them in the flask because that's going to be the easiest way to get them to come back through the gate at the same time and
0: that is the point that's what Nikki's trying to achieve he's trying to bring them back before they get to turn everybody into sinful people who will then support their rule of hell when they return on their own of yes. their own
1: accord yeah oh yes that is the plan corrupt everybody kill them and then they'll all, they'll all come to hell where they'll be ruling i thought they were going to rule on earth Yeah. <laughs> yes That is the reaction to Little Nikki plot holes I'm just trying to message a Kijiji person I'm selling stuff right now
2: This is like not the time
1: Well he's coming right now It's already out there for him So that's yeah that's the basic Plot setup of Little Nikki I don't even really know where to go from here
0: (laughs) Just both Tell me why you hate it so much and I'll try and put up A defense and then
1: we'll all go our separate ways And it'll be fine The opening scene of this movie is John Lovett's in a tree.
2: Yes, let's talk about the (laughs) opening scene of this movie. And
1: spying on this single mom. And then the single mom's kid kills him. And he goes to hell. Which, that kid's going to find out he's a murderer. Which is kind of too uh, bad for that child. I don't think he'd be charged with murder. Murder involuntary manslaughter charged sure, as a juvenile sure. I guess yeah yeah Fires his life is on his head he falls out of the tree not over. his <laughs> he fell life out is... of
2: a tree he's nah that guy was <laughs> trespassing on their property and this is the states he can do whatever he wants to that guy that's it's true. A good thing he didn't shoot him
1: that is very true and then John Lovitz goes to hell and a bird repeatedly rapes him.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah because it became symbolic
0: because he was a bird in a tree <laughs>
1: like, Yes, it's not really yeah. symbolic though It's just <laughs> really surface level storytelling
0: Yeah, I mean if you want to focus on a lot of the dumb jokes in this movie It quickly becomes a list of stupid things that happen in this
1: movie But yes. I think
0: there's some good stuff hidden in there So
1: Name of three which. of those things
2: <laughs> Which ones, the dumb things or the good things?
1: No, the dumb things will take too long
0: No, All I won't right. be doing that no there's there's a lot of good stuff scattered through it so I don't just want to list off things that I liked in the movie that seems dumb that's not how we really do things here I I despite the voice and the overall demeanor of Nicky I think a lot of his a lot of his lines are actually quite reasonable and are funny
2: All right yeah. Actually, there's, the scene,
0: there's the scene where the devil is going through Some of the characteristics that he likes of his sons And he's just, Nicky's just there laughing under his breath like, where's makeup? <laughs> I don't like a lot of his stupid Aside comments like that I actually I will, found them quite entertaining
1: I will give the movie credit in that they don't make Little Nicky as stupid and incompetent As I was expecting Like I, I, I think, and it's almost the same Comment I had for Hubie Halloween Is the character is a surprisingly Competent Where it would have been easy for him To just be a bumbling Idiot that you were just frustrated to watch But he comes up With plans that are halfway Decent plans and they fall apart In the execution usually through no fault of his own Like a couple of his plans To get them to drink from the flask especially Like the Cassius one that works is like all right Good for you
0: I do like his initial stupidity though Where he's just walking around Get in the flask, get in the flask Just walking around some random strangers That always amuses me
1: We didn't actually even comment The first note I think I even made Was this movie immediately makes it clear I was made in the year 2000 From the opening credits When it slams into flaming Uh, Title cards that now we would make fun of But I'm sure back then looked impressive While a fucking P.O.D. song Plays on the soundtrack (laughs) That's something else that's great about this movie The soundtrack is actually excellent I owned the soundtrack I
2: agree with that one 100%
1: I owned this soundtrack I know that It is also very 2000s Because you got what P.O.D.'s on there Incubus is on there They could maybe still work their way into a soundtrack now But we would have to really talk about it Yeah uh, that filter, take a picture song Which I remember you really not liking But it's in this movie
0: Yeah, I I was surprised when I heard it I was like, oh, this one again
1: <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater's Power Man 5000 Worlds Collide Plays for about 15 seconds yeah. To the point where it cuts out too quick And I was kind of sad
0: Yeah, we get a little random bit of Ever- Everlong
1: as well
2: Yeah, Yeah. Never oh really kicks oh
1: in, yeah, but... like but like an acoustic version The love theme yeah. version yeah. Because there's a love story In this movie in a way, in the sense that he has a romantic interest, but uh, played by Patricia Arquette with the Adam Sandler tradition of having two names that start with V, Vicky, Valerie, Valerie, Valerie something. Oh, I didn't realize. That I didn't know thing.
2: that was a thing either. It's but... a thing.
1: I, I didn't notice until again, Hubie Halloween because he falls in love with someone who was like Vicky vivacious or something. And someone yeah. pointed out like, wow, it's always VV. I assume maybe he's married to a V name, but um, yeah, she falls for him way too quickly. (laughs) Um, The one thing I will give this movie credit for is people don't need a lot of convincing about what's happening.
0: They get some pretty compelling evidence.
1: That's true. (laughs) For her, he is, well, their first scene together, she defends him against this guy who steals the flask and tries to sell it back to him. And so they have a couple moments, and then there's this whole running thing where the brothers can, what's they, there, there's a name for it, mind wrestle.
2: Yeah, yeah that's what they say. Yeah.
1: yeah so the brother t- can basically, little Nikki's really bad at it. So they can kind of take over his brain and make him punch himself in the dick, which I'll admit kind of made me smile.
0: It also but, occurred to me that "punch in the dick" is a phrase that I'd never really known until this movie. When the uh, when the people at the florist say it later, you hold him and I'll punch him in the dick until he passes out.
1: Apparently, it's a very, that's, North, a very North American phrase. Apparently, that's my button because that kind of made me smile too. <laughs> dick punches are just kind of inherently funny. Uh, I was saying something about something. Oh yeah, and then she he, the brother possesses him and makes him say a bunch of horrible things to. Valerie and give her the finger and she runs off and then he stalks her at her apartment and shows up looking in her window and then she maces him in the face and he's about to fall to his death but he can float and he's like look at I can float my dad's the devil and she goes cool floating seems fun and then they float and then they're a couple now and that's, that's and all love of this
2: occurs in less than a week, right? And then at the like in the end, they're like in love. And I'm just like, yep, that's how love works.
0: I mean, yeah. she has massive glasses, pretty poor teeth, and she wears a carpet for a coat. So like I feel like any interest might be good. <laughs> that's what they're at trying first- to portray.
2: Yeah Yeah. at first when I saw like that initial scene where they meet I was like does she think that he maybe has special needs like she's kind of coming to his rescue and I don't like I didn't feel like from her perspective he would be a viable candidate but Mm -hmm. then that's that is where it goes and I'm just like really like and he's he's so childish in that he's never been to earth and he doesn't understand things like they get ice cream and he just like he seems like he's not all there in how he re- represents himself and he's like oh like what is this and how do we eat this and how does this work and I'm just like what is going through her mind but nope apparently he's a To be fair, though, when
0: when she comes to his aid, she tries to use very polite, meek logic to a guy who's like stolen from him and probably would have mugged him if the opportunity arose, and was going to fight to keep the things he'd stolen. So maybe she's not quite all there either. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and she just thought he was a tourist from the south, the deep deep south. south. Why
2: are we laughing?
0: (laughs) I love the way they're because I referenced the movie as well. Yeah, I still I still make that joke for reasons unknown. Whenever I can pigeonhole it in there, somewhere else mm. that's not the word. Pigeonhole. Crowbar. That's the one I was going for.
1: I think yeah. doesn't pigeonhole also work? Mm. No, I, don't I think that, that might mean pigeonhole
0: something. Pigeonhole something into a sentence that doesn't yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. Um Yeah, I think that's just an Adam Sandler thing. He likes mm. to have very attractive people throw themselves at him in his movies. Not to also again keep referencing Hubie Halloween, but in that <laughs> one it's uh, Julie Bowen, the same the, the girl from Modern Family and also his love interest in Happy Gilmore, and she spends that movie throwing herself at his character, and it's kind of the same thing with as Little Nikki, where you're like, is he okay? Mm. And she, like from moment one, she is just slobbering to get on, get it on with Hubie, and it's just weird.
2: Mm. yeah also i like that you said that because patricia arquette like actually says that she's not much to look at and i know rob you mentioned like she has big glasses and wears a carpet and a, like is like, she's, she's very attractive and i also had the moment where i was like i f- i forget because i picture her more now and she's more like mom ish But I'm like, she was very attractive.
1: I don't think I've ever seen her 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 in anything.
0: I don't know what she looks like. Like back in the medium Uh,
1: days? Yeah, Patricia Arquette. (laughs) Very. Yeah. Nice looking lady.
2: I really liked that movie. Stigmata.
1: That's one I haven't seen in a while. Probably should have done a Stigmata episode for October.
0: Too late. Next year. Next year. So in Demolition Man, all the restaurants were Taco Bell. How did you feel about the Popeye's chicken spots in this movie?
1: (laughs) Troubled. Robert? (laughs) Felt troubled. Troubled. (laughs) For a number of reasons. It is the most aggressive product placement (laughs) I have ever seen in cinema, to the point where every PG thirteen movie gets one F-word, and this movie wastes it completely. No, not
0: at all. It's one of the most quotable things in the film.
1: By having one of the so the first food Nikki is introduced to on Earth, because he is not even familiar with the concept of eating. Is his talking dog buddy, who we haven't even talked about yet, but there is a um, God damn it. How did I already lose his name? I just had it. Mr. Beefy? Yeah. So, Mr. Beefy <laughs> introduces him to Popeye's chicken and he teaches him, you know, oh, you got to eat, and move your mouth up and down and let the meat slide down your throat. And then, little Nikki's the curse word for this movie is him going, wow, Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome.
0: Which is something I definitely say to myself
1: every time I go to Popeyes. So it worked. <laughs> no one ever has said that about Popeyes chicken, except the people who paid them to say it in Little Nicky. And I, I had issue with it because that was their one f bomb was to advertise Popeyes chicken. But also, up until that point, we've just spent hearing about how sweet Little Nicky is and how nice, and then all of a sudden he just casually drops this one curse word about Popeyes chicken. Didn't make any sense. Yeah.
2: It didn't bother me.
1: No. <laughs> I just felt nah. like I, I am a big proponent, proponent, supporter, something of effective use of your one F-bomb. And that one just fell flat. And then Popeye's... I, I, I thought it was great. I will agree to disagree there. <laughs> Popeye's chicken shows up continuously throughout the rest. Like, it. it's all he wants to eat. And then at the end of the movie, when he spoilers, learns he's part angel and can summon positive things. One of the first positive things he summons is a big bucket of Popeye's chicken. And then a demon says, wow, Popeye's chicken is the Shizne." It's like.
2: Yeah. All right. That one bothered me more than the yeah. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say. Because
1: shiznay is not funny. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Is that back when the height of comedy was having. We talked about this in the Legally Blonde episode, which would have been around that time. Mm-hmm. So I think so. This is still when the height of comedy was having white people or. Other people say like, oh, for shizzle, like, "Ah, oh, that's crazy. He shouldn't be saying for shizzle. That's comedy. So I feel like that's kind of gets lumped in with that in my head. Um, also in things like, I mean, this movie is 20 years old. So little Nikki has a roommate played by Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Staple Alan Covert. And it's not really a big secret when you say, like, oh, the roommate's supposed to be gay. But the movie doesn't like that. The movie doesn't like that Alan Cobert's character is gay. So he is the constant source of ridicule. And every time anyone refers to him, it's like, okay, there, Elton John, Liberace. There's a bunch of them. There's like five or six. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the extent of the joke is like, ah, you're fucking gay. That's weird. So that's, that certainly did not age well no. no, and that's not something I would
0: have even been laughing at then. Probably. No, just, it's
1: yeah, this is dumb. It's
0: very lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, was more intrigued by his hairline. So, yeah, hairline.
1: <laughs> Although he does get one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is when they have to kill little Nicky to send him back to hell, and he says, "I've oh. always wanted to murder somebody." <laughs> yeah, Can I take a shot. <laughs> Like okay, that's the kind of dark humor the movie probably could have used more. And then while he's drowning him, he's like, "Damn you, Kevin Spacey! Always <laughs> yeah. oh. taking my parts." <laughs> so yeah. like, all right, that one. But yeah, for the most part, that character's there just to be the source of ridicule because he's gay. And then there's also a Clint Howard character who's a dude who dresses up like a woman, and that's the punchline for that character. Is like, look at that fucking freak dressed in a dress. It's like, all right, well. Well, I mean, he is putting, like, melted wax on his nipples, is he not? In full view of
0: anyone who yeah. can see he, in the window. That's He a little bit is.
1: <laughs> but there's the joke later where Adrian sees him in a crowd, and it's just a dude oh, wearing yeah. lingerie, and he's like, mm. oh, that's you're not going to see anything as creepy as that or something. He's like, okay. Mm. That stuff doesn't... Yeah. Not a... as the, it's not as though it's the one problematic part in a rollicking, laugh-filled movie, but it's definitely the stuff that stood out as... Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. I agree. I'm glad that you brought it up because it did. It like, yeah, it was just like unnecessary mm-hmm. and silly.
0: What about the metalhead characters? How did you feel about them? Is that like one guy's voice?
1: His actual voice? <laughs> uh, I
2: do not think so. He sure does use Staples though.
1: Yeah, he sure does use that voice in other Adam Sandler movies, though. So I'm not sure. I like the other guy because I just like his voice. His Mm -hmm. like weird gravelly voice. Um, They're fine. Again, pretty one dimensional. Like, oh, they're psyched because the devil's here and they like metal. Mm -hmm. I will admit uh, the scene where they're setting up him getting Adrian to drink from the flask involves the two of them going to the police chief, who is currently Adrian disguised as a police chief, and saying, we know where to find Nikki. I will admit that whole scene, uh, they got me. I was like, I actually am starting to think they're legitimately betraying him. And I think that's an interesting path for this movie to go, but it, it does not go that path. Yeah. Uh, and I do like
0: that bit where it's like, So are you Nikki? I'll come out Nikki. And he's like, No, I'm not Nikki. <laughs> I, I genuinely get amused by that every single time just because of the puzzlement in his face. But you, yeah.
2: I agree I was like did I miss something like <laughs> and I, I liked the plot line I was like yeah okay that checks out like they why not be uh, Judas as they say but uh, then I was like I, it started to come together I'm like oh no I think they're messing with him
1: Yeah
0: I like that they still got the money though that's good
1: They yeah. did still yeah that was nice it leads <laughs> to their death
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I guess when they get to hell hell gives them special treatment because they, bas- they get to stay in Nikki's old room which is yeah nice
0: it's an epic room. Yeah. It is that an epic room. That was how I envisioned my room being, but I never quite
1: achieved it. I had just like mm. four crappy posters instead. <laughs> I used to take the little posters out of the Cineplex movie magazines and hang them up, so I wouldn't be surprised if I had a mini little Nikki poster because it would have been around that time. <laughs> That's long gone. I should be checking my notes. Well, there's there's
0: a ton of stuff that we don't have to talk about, but that we haven't spoken about. Yeah. Dangerfield being one of them. And just how about we comment on that in general? This does feel like even though there is a pitch for a movie with a plot and stuff, it also feels like Adam Sandler said to a bunch of people that he knew that were famous, you want to come and just be on set and do some things in this film? Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield is definitely one of those.
1: Oh yeah, the the cast is pretty imp- like the so cast that surrounds Adam Sandler because you have Harvey Keitel. I don't think that would be impressive now, but I'm sure in 2000 that was a good get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rodney Dangerfield is, I guess he's Lucifer. He's Satan's dad. I think they refer to him as Lucifer, right. and Harvey yeah. Keitel is Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like Quentin Tarantino keeps showing yeah. up as a blind preacher. Maybe that's it. Raj well, and when not- we
2: saw Tarantino the first time, it was like, oh, okay, and then he just kept coming back, and it was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. He, he kicked her. Ar-
1: he kicked around on the set for a while, apparently.
2: Yeah.
0: Henry Winkler comes in to get covered in bees. I will yeah. admit
1: this, uh, that that Ozzie. bit kind of worked. Ozzy yeah, Osborne shows up to yeah. to win. He...
2: Reese Witherspoon. We didn't talk about that whole.
1: Yeah, thing. he after the scene where uh, you think the two metalheads have betrayed him, he saves. Uh, Vic, I'm going to keep getting the V name wrong. Valerie. Valerie From getting hit by a train And instead of getting sent back to hell Self-sacrifice gets him sent up to heaven Where we find out Reese Witherspoon boned Harvey Keitel Which probably wouldn't happen But apparently they have heaven-hell mixers And that was the only time an angel and a, the devil ever hooked up So they birthed little Nikki And it can be Reese Witherspoon Because she doesn't age yeah. And then Carl Weathers shows up as his happy Gilmore character. So that was, that was nice to be like, I'm glad things worked out okay for him.
0: And this explains why little Nicky has the inner light, which is how he ends up
1: saving yes. the day. Yeah. That's how he can summon Popeye's chicken. Although he doesn't really end up saving the day. Cause Reese Witherspoon gives him that orb that she said, God gave me this and I don't know what it is, but it's going to save the day. And so yeah, he then, wouldn't have Nicky- known
0: what it was without the inner light. It just gave him that knowledge in the right
1: moment. Doesn't someone literally yell, use the orb? <laughs> probably Rob Schneider <laughs> yeah this was back when apparently Rob Schneider showing up in every movie to go you can do it was still a thing we all as a society wanted I, I was Warp... like
2: it was getting close to the end and I'm like oh maybe Rob Schneider's not going to be here and then he he appeared he got his moment thank
1: god right Sam
2: <laughs> thank god
1: <laughs> otherwise I don't know how long he did that for. I mean we still let Rob Schneider show like headline movies because he had the animal a year later so it was very mm. different times then for comedy Yeah Yeah Ozzy Osbourne shows up And Adrian at that point is a Poorly rendered CGI bat and then Which Ozzy I think he turns into off.
0: after they've had The main fight scene which is
1: three brothers Fighting each other inside a flask that is just Bouncing around on the floor Yeah that's when they ran out of money <laughs> And then apparently if you want to hard enough You can just leave the flask which they did not Address yeah. earlier in the movie As a significant problem uh, Cassius has been in that Thing for half the movie at that point if he had known no if you just want to leave you can. <laughs> I bet he would have because Adrian leaves and then Nikki's like I can't leave and she goes you need to okay And
0: then he, he mentions does. the butterflies maybe that's the secret
1: oh yeah she is say, do it for the butterflies <laughs> which is a thing because I guess he has butterflies in his tummy because he's so in love with Patricia Arquette <laughs> and I end, do love the scene pre-Flask as well where they have the pillow fight yeah.
0: I enjoy the idea that little Mickey for all of his like lack of um,
1: you know nasty instincts on violence, he's great at pillow fighting. Yeah, boy, that's not established, but yeah, he's really good and surprisingly efficient <laughs> knocking a guy in his ass with a pillow. Yeah, I think most of the effects budget went into that and the hell set because the set is actually pretty good, and I kind of liked some of the mythology stuff they do, like the fact that when he's in earth, he perpetually runs hot. Mm-hmm. So, or
0: well, no, I, he, yeah, feels yeah cold. he yeah, yeah he constantly runs, runs hot. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like the, his heat is transferring faster than it would from a regular person.
1: Yeah, so yeah, like he sleeps on a radiator and he's constantly wearing a parka. Rob, why does he have a hunchback and a weird limp when he got hit in the face with a shovel that affect his speech and face?
0: I mean, depending on the angle that you hit
1: someone with the shovel, if their spine is in line with the impact, then I don't know. But at the end of the movie when he has the Accident again he's corrected So they just knocked it all back into place That's not. They,
0: maybe they were also going for like that Typical like teenager Teenager emo teenager look Where I think it's always just a little bit of a slumped posture
1: Maybe oh, I he, think. he does have the emo hair and listens to the emo And this soundtrack is pretty I'm writing In my live journal about How a girl doesn't <laughs> like me Soundtrack-esque so it makes sense you be into boxcar racer? Oh man, I a hundred percent posted those. There is lyrics in my ICQ bio at least once to show, like, oh man, I'm, I'm didn't, deep. Didn't you just do <laughs> they were on your there Facebook is last
2: week? <laughs> yeah, but
1: I did it referencing that. Like, why can't we all just go back to a time where we just took lyrics from songs and posted them to make us look deep? And I use that because that's exactly the song I did that with back then. That one and um, existentialism on prom night by Straylight Run. Mm. Nice. lots of that and people will be like oh man look at that guy thinks he thinks he thinks we think he's deep
2: <laughs> no that's um, not what it was it was always like is that a, is, is that for me is, is <laughs> like is that message really his way of reaching me that was that was what that was all about right and then you
1: have to play it all coy like maybe it wasn't but maybe <laughs> i wrote that it was, like, it was early internet they couldn't look that up probably
0: So how did you feel about Nicky in general Like the character were you rooting for him I feel like I was rooting for him I think he's an endearing enough character
1: Yeah I mean Adam Sandler's classic lovable Goofball It helps that they make the the Brother characters suck real hard So by comparison you go well obviously I don't want Them to succeed (laughs) I'd prefer there was no hell on earth But yeah Right. I think I also won.
2: think he didn't like I, when you mentioned that they give the guy a hard time for being gay. Like he never joined in on that. That wasn't something like he. I feel like he, overall he he was like a pretty decent dude, and a lot of his like bumblingness was more because he just didn't know better. But like I, he had good intentions throughout the whole thing, and
0: there is a terrible spin that you could put on this. I'm going to <laughs> put it out there As not the views of myself on this podcast But what if he's just used to having them all in hell What if that's what they're saying
2: uh, Well hopefully That's not what they're no. implying there um, We didn't talk about the boob guy than- Let's talk about the boob guy guys Yeah
0: okay Oh, that yeah. happened,
2: and I kind of thought it was going to be over. So, like, they just, like, the punishment for letting the brothers go through the hell gates was they put boobs on this guy's head. And then I kind of thought that that would be the last time we saw him. It nope. was not. They it were, was not at all.
1: They were real proud of that joke and or makeup job. <laughs> so They wanted to keep showing it. And it gets weird because they basically pawn him off on the grand- the Rodney Dangerfield grandpa because that guy's like, I want to feel them boobs on this demon's head. But then he ends up boning a minotaur or something like a hell beast. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. And then they make children...
2: Yeah, lots that of that. Also, have that have boobs on their head because apparently that's a hereditary trait. Yeah. I'm
1: surprised he got to hang around hell anyway because he's also the one who lets the info out that if the brother, the dad's so weak right now that if you just sit on the throne, you're the devil. So I'm a little surprised his story wasn't he's dead now, like dead, dead because he mm. cannot is be. The, is trusted. there a
2: dead, dead? Is there anything beyond hell?
1: Yeah,
0: Hitler's butthole.
1: You go yeah. off it. Uh. Oh yeah, that's the fate that's of the a brothers. Whole other
2: thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is they uh they are I don't think it would really affect they're all they're still in the flask, so being in a flask in a butt doesn't really change much, really, but yeah, that's their end is there's, there's a thing where every now and then the devil's gotta bring in Hitler to shove something up his butt. And at the end they're like, Here's where you live now, and they shove the flask up his butt. And then Hitler goes, Shiza, And we go, ha ha ha. Except we don't.
2: No. I think uh, hell is kind of rapey. I'm just going to put that out there. Just a smidge. Right? Like the first guy who ends up down there gets uh, raped by a bird. Then there's lots of shoving things in Hitler's butt. So that's a a choice I don't know would fly if this movie were made now.
1: Putting boobs on a guy's head and then pawning them off so someone can feel them up
2: yeah
1: i'm fine yeah it is hell
0: though
2: it is hell hell, but i don't know that at this point we associate like rape with humor like that word there's definitely less getting away with rape jokes in this day and Mm -hmm. age Mm -hmm. so i i do feel like that might not have worked If they tried to pitch this movie now They might yeah. have to be more clever with their Like, like I said there,
0: they definitely weren't Pitching this stuff, this was all revealed at the, at the end like, yeah. did it. <laughs> Here's your movie
1: Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised If they got the money, built a hell set Got there in first day and went What do we do with this <sighs> We need some sort of Because I'm sure the plot falls apart I mean we already kind of already did
0: mm-hmm.
1: Fall <laughs> apart as we talked about it well, how do they get out of the flask to fight? Oh, you can, just, you can just leave. But didn't we say it doesn't fucking matter? I feel like we're holding different movies to different standards on this show, though. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't feel great that we're deconstructing the plot of Little Nicky and how it doesn't make sense. I feel good that we're deconstructing the humor that doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that makes and, sense. And I
0: think, my, I think my argument here would be that a lot of the humor that we're talking about that doesn't hold up. Was never the humor that I was into in the first place No, like I, I, think, I think there is Half of this movie that you can take and actually Appreciate and is actually quite funny and they're the Bits that I like and I'll keep coming back to the movie And
1: keep finding that part funny I just It kind of just comes down to I did not laugh That much mm. Even once I got past that first Scene Of him speaking and went like okay Right I knew this going in I knew he was Doing that voice and I'm not gonna let That break me I just, I don't know. It just didn't hit. And it's a Sandler thing that he does not dabble in subtle comedy. Mm. We know that. Jokes are going to be loud and aggressive. And if you didn't follow, someone's going to deliver the punchline. It's like a family guy thing where they're going to explain to you like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's all very. And sometimes that works for me. It just, I don't know. If this one just doesn't Like Billy Madison is a really fucking stupid movie <laughs> But it works And I'm having trouble right now Figuring out why it Yeah
2: Sounds like you're gonna need to do this follow-up episode And revisit some other Adam Sandler <laughs> content
1: Maybe It's just I don't know I feel like the punchlines in this one just don't land Like there's the scene where He's learning about his hell powers and he turns a Coke into a Pepsi. And that scene goes <laughs> for about a minute and a half. And the punchline just sort of that's, it's just a thud like, oh, you changed a Coke into a Pepsi.
2: That was Damn. why it was supposed to be funny, right? But it was so underwhelming.
1: It, yeah. It's, I don't know. It
2: just, right? Like he was trying to do something like. Work. Yeah. Yeah, I, not that I'm defending this movie by any
1: means. <laughs> and it's the whole over explaining the joke thing where it would have been enough for Alan Covert just to drink it and go, this tastes like Pepsi. And we understand that's all he did. But then the dog has to say, like, you turned a Coke into a there's a lot of that where you yeah. get your punchline and then someone else has to follow up and say something like, I don't know, mm. maybe it doesn't happen that much. Maybe I'm just imagining that. But... Yeah, there's a couple of
0: examples. That's true. Well, weirdly, I'm still not disappointed by too much that either of you have said. So, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me and my my enjoyment of this. Film. Com- it's,
1: comedy is subjective. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's- I'm surprised. Like, so you feel like it still holds up? There, you didn't look back at it and think, "Ah, this isn't this isn't as good as I remember it being." You're still you're still on board with this I,
0: movie. I wouldn't go that far. I. I- it wasn't as good as I remembered it being like, it wasn't, there were moments that I was waiting for that. I thought I was going to laugh at more. And then I didn't mm. one example being that, like, I seem to remember that scene with the, uh, when he's being chased being hilarious and it really wasn't where he just turns the corner mm-hmm. and all the wheelchairs go into the bus. I remember dying at that the first time I saw it. And this time I was like, huh, that's okay.
1: And then um, he turns into spiders, which another, well, Hey, with this movie has a budget, the effects. I mean, I, I don't want to hold that against the movie too much. It was made 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. The effects are not good. They do not hold up. I think the set design is surprisingly good. I like his spider noise. I don't I think don't, I can replicate it. But it was like, don't, don't. <laughs>
0: that sounds right. Yep, <laughs> Really dumb. Um, it won't be the last time that I watch it. That's that's what I can say. Mm. Like it, I will definitely watch this again at some point. That's probably it
1: for me. <laughs> me too. I probably. <laughs> i My wife enjoys it. I don't know. We almost got into a because we almost got into a tussle. Because when Borat oh. went up, I was like, oh, we got to watch Borat. She's like, no, I don't want to watch Borat. It's too stupid. It's like, well, I don't know if you can say that and then turn around and say, oh, Little Nikki, that's where it's at. But
0: I'm so happy that she likes it. I have someone on my side.
1: Yeah, she liked it more <laughs> than me because we watched the first half the other night and then she was like, I'm tired, but I want to see the rest of it. And she was like, I still like this movie.
0: Yeah, well, like I, I, I said, I've shown other people this. Like I showed Melissa, for example, she liked it. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess watching it with me helps. Maybe if you'd both watched it with me and seen the bits I was laughing at, you might have been more inclined to laugh along. Or
1: judge you more. Yeah, maybe. We might have let <laughs> that situation and been like, I like Rob less now. <laughs> I feel like that happens with every episode, so that's all good. <laughs> that's why I unpublish a lot of the reviews that come in before anyone else can see them. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean,
1: you know, not an original conclusion, but comedy is subjective. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's tough That's why we, it's, we don't do a lot of comedy on this show Because it's yeah. tough Well, I'm quite pleased that it holds up for me
0: at least That's, uh, that's yeah. why I'm here to see
1: if it does I mean I didn't I didn't loathe watching it It wasn't like it was an endurance We've had a few movies on this show That were just an endurance test That if it wasn't for the having to Contractually obligated to finish it <laughs> I wouldn't have And it's really short It is 80, yeah. like 81 minutes by the time the credits start to roll So it was enjoyable enough because at least they seem to be trying like they didn't. It wasn't a lazy movie. Per se. Yeah, that's true. It's just I found a lot of the jokes didn't hit. And maybe you need to be in a certain mood because it is a lot of Quentin Tarantino fell down. Quentin Tarantino ran into a wall or jokes where they reveal like, oh, you're not the father of the baby. Your best friend is. And then it shows the best friend raising the roof next to them. (laughs) Lots of of, of stuff like that Where the joke to say Hey actually You're not the father your best friend is Probably would have been enough Maybe we didn't need the friend raising And then he comes back later raising the roof again Because that bit apparently worked so well The stuff I did think works okay Was when they start They possess the mayor so he could just change a bunch of laws Mm -hmm.
2: Oh I thought that was silly Like just overnight He made the drinking age like 10 And that just will make you go to hell. Just drinking makes you go to hell. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Well,
1: underage drinking would make. But it's not
2: underage drinking if they made it legal.
1: That's a good point. Maybe in the eyes of God, it doesn't. I don't know. Sure.
2: But they do make a comment about like I guess it's it's more challenging to get children sent to hell. So Mm. like if you can like mess with the souls of children, you're. Stepping maybe, it up. Stepping up your hell game.
1: Maybe they figured it that drinking leads to debauchery, so if the kids were to drink, they might then go on to... I mean, it just leads to a joke that kind of that lazy, common... Not common. The lazy... A lazy joke where just having a little kid say bitches. is like, ah, a little kids shouldn't say bitches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Funny. <laughs> um, Dana Carvey was in that scene, and I was like, what? How is that Dana Carvey? I'm also, so doing a, also doing a silly voice. Mm-hmm. Lots of decisions were made there yeah, for silly (laughs) voices. But then also he went on to make Master of Disguise, so we can never, ever, ever Mm. trust that he has our best intentions in mind. (laughs) I should check notes just to make sure. The only thing I know I noted is that at one point they embed footage of him into Scarface to show that he's a mass murderer, which is such a stupid joke. I kind of appreciated it. And the I idea I like that, that
2: no one, no one was like, this is yeah. <laughs> this is Scarface, guys. Yeah. This is
1: just Scarface. And they do such a shit job in posing him yeah. into it that I, I actually thought that kind of um The only Turns other up. note that I have was the the credit music, because
0: then there's some other great tunes in there that we didn't mention. So just mm-hmm. a disturbed feature of that. And the Death Tones as well.
1: Oh um, yeah. Yeah, the and, soundtrack is still. It is a time Probably capsule.
2: Probably the best. It's the best part of the movie, I would say, yeah. for me. It's the <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah.
1: yeah, I like
0: those songs enough that I would go along with that. And then I searched afterwards, like, why Why was the soundtrack so good? And I didn't really find answers, but I did find a YouTube video of Deftones, Incubus, and Adam Sandler playing an acoustic cover of a Deftones song together while oh. clips of Little Nikki pop up during the video. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I treat. was thinking about sending it to
1: you last night, but I thought it might be too late, so. <laughs> I, I'm having trouble thinking of a movie soundtrack that so perfectly encapsulates the year that that. I mean, obviously, I guess some '60s movies and shit, probably for sure. But it's just so 2000 mm-hmm. It is perfect. It's really it's missing corn and limp biscuit, and they might have <laughs> been in there and I just didn't notice. But that was really and even in 2000, I feel like limp biscuit probably wasn't that key.
0: Well, con's on con yeah. is on one of the posters, so they're at least represented if they're okay. not on the soundtrack.
1: Yeah. So, I don't
0: remember seeing Limbisket though.
1: Two thousand as fuck that soundtrack. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I covered. Effects don't really hold up. That kid's a murderer. Bad use of their f word. Gay jokes. Trans jokes. Soundtrack exclamation mark. So
2: yeah. I, as a parent, had a comment at the end. They say one year later, and they've got like a three-year-old yes. in the stroller. So. <laughs> Don't
1: know about that, but yeah, devil, devil years, all good. Yeah, that's what we assumed too. Because wife pointed that out. Because I this is one year later, and I said, "Oh wow, they made that Stole child a baby three months in," and she goes, "No, because that's not a baby." Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I guess he must just age. But then the angel doesn't age at all. So why would he age accelerated, mm. Rob?
0: Because uh, half breed,
1: and he yeah. can breathe fire.
2: Yeah. Um, there's also a shout out to Chris Farley in the end when they, yeah. when they when everybody gets there, like, this is what happened to each person, I guess, Reese Witherspoon learns what was it? I forget what it was.
1: She falls in love aerobics. with her aerobics He's, instructor. Chris yeah, Farley. yeah. Chris Farley. Yeah. So that was so a that nice, was nice moment.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think most of my, I mean, I have a, why do SNL actors get to make whatever they want? Uh, comment and which is another good one because you made that what's what was the dana carvey one
1: wayne's world disguise
2: one no the one that you just referenced master Master of disguise Disguise. like they just let these guys like anyone from snl just gets a pass to make whatever they want whether it's good or not
0: and it's funny because i've I've been on here and said i don't particularly like snl at all
1: (laughs) most of the people from it yeah (laughs) I mean, it, well, it used to make more sense because they would be SNL characters that they were trying to put in a movie. So Wayne's World, which is actually a really good movie, yeah. makes sense. But then things like then you got things like The Night of the Roxbury and The Ladies' Man, where you experimented and hey, turns out you can't take that character and put them into a feature length movie.
0: Yeah, Night of the Roxbury is pretty good.
1: I might be okay <laughs> with doing an episode on that because I haven't <laughs> seen it since theaters, mm-hmm. okay. and I'd be curious. But, yeah, I haven't done the research, but I wonder if you could connect things like Master of Disguise to did someone similar just have, like, a big hit? So a studio went, we need our that. Mm -hmm. Like, Austin Powers, maybe. We need our Austin Powers. Get the other other world guy to make us a a silly, holy shit, I bet that was exactly it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it did not pay off.
1: No, it did not. And neither did Little Nicky, because this movie flopped. Uh, it made like $40 million. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a thing. That's all
0: right. Well, it cost 85 Oh, so it didn't make that. Like That was just like
1: take back, but it lost money yeah. overall. Yeah. Yes, it lost. Lost a lot of money. Didn't affect Sandler. He bounced back, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. They made a Game Boy game based off this movie, which is actually not bad. So there's yeah, a weird, I saw that. I saw that it was weird. quite well reviewed. Yeah, <laughs> I owned it. It's actually halfway decent. <laughs> it's better than the movie, so that's rare.
2: What do uh, you think the Rotten Tomato score is?
1: Oh, I already know. So, so I, I, it's I, like one. Uh, is like twenty, maybe even lower.
2: The Tomato meter is twenty-two percent. The audience score is fifty-six.
1: So even that's not great because the audience score is almost always above eighty.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm yeah. encouraged by the fact that more than one in two who decided to review it
1: on that were like, "This
0: is okay." <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess so. Well, yeah, we've pretty much already given our concluding thoughts. Yeah, Sam, it, it didn't sound like your yeah. first viewing made much of an impression.
2: No, Dylan thought it was funny when I said I had to watch it. He's like, "All right, you ready for this?" And he probably hasn't seen it since it came out. But yeah. Those are, my,
1: those are my favorite episodes When the spouse has seen it and can be like Oh god are you sure you are you want to do this <laughs> We've had a few yeah. of those oh, mm-hmm. Something we're currently Enjoying is a thing we do on this show Rob uh, I've got
0: music this time because all of my other Answers are too predictable mm. Like you could probably <laughs> list them just as easily As I could for the things that I'm up to right now So I'll go with music I'll go with a band called Creeper I don't know if I mentioned them on this show Before they're, they had a uh, an album that would probably fall into the genre of goth punk for their first album, and they rec- recently released a second album, which is slightly more anthemic in its scope. It's a little bit more rock and roll, some Bowie influences in there, but it's also kind of a concept album based around a town that's not dissimilar to Twin Peaks. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool listen and falls kind of in line with this movie. I think it's called Sex, Death and the Infinite Void. That's the album title. Wait, that sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember if I was telling you in a separate thing or if I said it on the podcast. Schitt's Creek. That was I, just like I a separate conversation. I think we
1: were, we're just having. chatting offline. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah we we've gotten into Schitt's Creek. It took a little bit. Like we tried it, and it, the, the first season, I found I was like do we like these people? Are we rooting for them? But I like now it's really picked up and I'm really, I'm I'm quite enjoying it. It's very well written. It's a, it's a good one and, and it's Canadian. So that's always fun to support Canadian media. So that's mine.
1: We're still on season one and we took a bit of a break because we're on the same boat where it's like, this is fine, but
2: yeah. It's I think it gets better. Do
1: you think this is a social experiment? I
0: think they were like, "Let's throw a bunch of Emmys at a show that isn't good and see how many people <laughs> convince themselves that it's going to be good at some point."
2: We had already started so. watching it before okay. it cleaned up the Emmys, so like we were maybe on season three when uh, when it won all those Emmy- Emmys. So we were already in. We yeah. didn't just jump on board because of all this, and we were already past that point where it was like. I'm not sure, and we were committed by the time the Emmys happened, and then nice. that just made us more committed <laughs> to seeing it all the way through.
1: Mm-hmm. That would be a fun psych. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Actually, it's
2: shit, but we're gonna, we're gonna make you think <laughs> yeah. it's awesome.
1: It was in the name, you dum-dums! Come <laughs> on! Oh, <laughs> uh, what am I gonna shout out? I'm gonna shout out a, a video game, which I do a lot, but I'm going to shout out a video game called a plague tale or a plague tale. Innocence is the first is the full name. It's on Xbox game pass, maybe PC as well. I played, I fired it up just because it was like, I don't know. I'll try it. And now I'm like 10 chapters in, it takes place during plague times. And it's like a stealth game where you are either trying to get around guards or deal with crazy plague rats who are scared of the light. So they do a really good job of putting you in situations where you're surrounded by awful plague rats who want to devour you and give you plague stuff. But there's certain ways you can get out of this situation. You can like light that a af- flame and run over there. And now I have the ability to knock lanterns out of dude's hands so rats swarm their bodies and eat them while I sneak around. And you can throw something at their helmet to melt their helmet off their head and then hit them in the head with a rock and they slump over dead and then sometimes get eaten by rats. It is really good. Uh, The story is super good. It is emotionally a lot to deal with. It is like a sister and her young brother trying to deal with all this after their parents are killed. So it is not an easy game to deal with. It is not a humorous game. Shit is always bad. You are Mm. sneaking through corpses and there's this five-year-old going like, they smell so bad. I hate this. And you're like, yeah, I know, but we got to walk over these dead guys. And yeah. Anyone with an Xbox, Rob, it's free on Game Pass right now. Go. Well,
0: I mean, I have an Xbox. It out. I, don't, I don't have Game Pass,
1: though. Fucking it's like it's get a 30-day free trial and never look back. But you scared me when you said it was
0: Xbox or PC, because it, it is available on PS4 as well. And I, I don't want to move into this world now where Xbox exclusives start becoming the thing you need to have when I'm moving to PlayStation in
1: two weeks. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our little Nikki episode. Mm-hmm. Every time I go into these, thinking this will be thirty minutes, we're definitely at an hour. So, thanks everyone. At least and it's not three. That's no oh, man. I bet we could do it. All right, come I'm on. I'm
2: done. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, if we talk for twenty more minutes, we'll be as long as the movie. So, <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, all of the usual things. Thank you to Tev Sound for the theme song. Follow us on all of the, the thingies, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Kijiji. Kijiji. If you want to buy some PlayStation 2 games I got for sale right now. Uh, well, there's one less now because someone just bought one. Uh, five-star reviews are always nice. You can You can leave one of those. And money's always nice. You can throw us some of that on Patreon. And thank you to Rob sort of you were gonna watch this anyway thank you to sam for making the ultimate sacrifice willingly watching a 2000 eras adam sandler comedy and congratulations to little nicky you made it 20 years one more year you can drink except in the fiction of this movie you've been drinking for a decade. good night everybody nostalgic i ask what so do we say like this